0: Get ready for Old Time Rock and Roll.
1: everybody, and welcome once again to Old Time Rock and Roll. I'm your host, Lee Douglas, and wow, we have a great show for you tonight. All right, let's get started. This is Instrumental Memories Night. We're going to start off with Link Ray and his Raymen. Now, I am not going to play his most famous legendary tune called The Rumble. I've played it before, and I will play it again, but I thought tonight you'd like to hear, and this is real unusual, when your most famous tune, the one that you are known for, is not your biggest hit. It's kind of hard to figure out when you realize that Link Ray is one of the five greatest guitarists of the rock and roll era, and this, because of this tune, of the tune called The Rumble. But again, I try very hard not to play the same song in a, in even six month period, so I'm going to play for you the one that was his biggest hit, but not necessarily what he's known for here's Link Ray and the Raymond and Rawhide. Ray and his Raymond and Rawhide. You remember Short Shorts by the Royal Teens? They also did Big Name Button, and I thought I'd like to play for you now a song that they did that was purely instrumental. And it's kind of a strange name, especially in these days, but here they are, the Royal Teens and Mad Gas. One of the greatest drummers and band leaders of the late 40s and early 50s finally had a hit in 1959 and 60. That was Cozy Cole. And of course you all remember Topsy, Part 2. Well, here is the original and complete version of Topsy, Parts 1 and 2 together. And nobody does that. Here's Cozy Cole. Topsy, part one. Cozy Cole, and the Complete Topsy, parts one and two. Take a Jewish kid and make him into a Latin sensation. Is that possible? Well, for Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass, they did just that. For a few years, they ran amok on the charts with... Latin-flavored songs with a different sound. Here are Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass and Tijuana Taxi from 1965. In 1959, in Seattle, Washington, the world's first garage band was born. Now, if you didn't live in the Pacific Northwest, I doubt very much if you remember this group, but they are an absolute incredible group of musicians, and they are still playing today. Here are the fabulous whalers. They not only do instrumentals, but they do vocals, too. Here they are with Scratchin'. the Fabulous Whalers and Scratchin'. One of the interesting things about the music business, especially in the 50s and 60s, is that you could have a major hit in one area of the country like the Fabulous Whalers, and the rest of the world doesn't even know you exist. This guy was mostly West Coast, and he was, despite everything, one of the legendary guitar players of all time. Of course i'm talking about dick dale but my friends dick dale who played in all those surfing movies with frankie and annette still has the most incredible fingers of any guitar player i have ever heard i'm going to show you this right now and i think you'll agree with me here is dick dale in a run for life was the great King Curtis on saxophone with Soul Twist. King Curtis, of course, became the last member of Alan Freed's rock and roll band. Uh he did la- he was in there the last year uh he did join the band with uh, Big Al Sears and Sam the man Taylor, and he was one of the most fabulous saxophone players playing some great, great recordings for Atco Records, you remember all of the Coasters hits had, of course, King Curtis playing on the saxophone. Here's another hit that was uh, actually a, a, a song recorded by Chuck Berry. And so many people after that, including Johnny Rivers. Here's Lonnie Mack with the instrumental version of a Memphis Speaking of chuck berry here's chuck doing one of his instrumental greats here is blue feeling too often, but he sure is a great guitarist as well. Now, again, one of the greatest guitarists of the 50s and 60s, still playing today after all these years. Here is the great Dwayne Eddy and Some Kind of Earthquake. Rebels and His Twangy Guitar and Some Kind of Earthquake. Johnny and the Hurricanes in 1959 through 1961 probably had five just tremendous, tremendous records. And I think <laughs> my favorite one, which I've played before just recently, is called The Honk and Goose, which is just a hoot. Tonight I'm going to play one of their real big hits, and, and uh, I'm going to play that Honk and Goose again. On another show. So keep listening for it. Here are Johnny and the Hurricanes and Crossfire. listening to old-time rock and roll i do appreciate you being here this is lee douglas and i'm playing for you now some of the best instrumentals of the 1950s and 1960s and in the 1960s one hit for this group here are the bar and soul finger and Soul Finger. I'm going to take you back now to the beginnings of rock and roll. Back in 1955, a young man named Elvis Presley walked into Sun Records to produce a record for his mother. We all know that story. Sam Phillips liked what he's what he heard, what he saw, and put together a group f- to uh, play with Elvis. Of course, they were Bill Black on bass and Scotty Moore on guitar. Now, the interesting part about these guys is that, of course, Bill Black had a hit, a couple of hits back in in the uh, late 50s, and Scotty Moore never really had a hit on his own, but he, of course, is a legend in guitar playing circles, and, of course, he also is still alive and kicking. And I found... His own album, actually. He made an album just a few years ago playing some of Elvis's hits as basically instrumentals. Well, there's a little, you know, group singing in the background, but I thought you'd get a kick out of it. Here's Scotty Moore and Mean Woman Blues. Doesn't that take you back? You can still hear those guitar riffs when you listen to Scotty Moore. Name woman blues. Next up, the Rockin' Rebels and Wild Weekend. There were two instrumentals from the 1960s that became great hits from great television shows. The Marquettes first with Out of Limits from The Outer Limits and The Ventures with Hawaii Five-O. Now I'm going to go actually and do a third television song, but let's set the stage. Let's go back to 1964 and 65. All right, let's, let's remember the first color presentations the first color shows on ABC and not was it on just one night but two nights I think it was Wednesday and Thursday and we'd all sit there and watch the first superheroes in prime time make absolute fools of themselves here are The Marquettes and Batman's theme one more time. Just a while ago, we talked about Bill Black and his combo, and here they are with Smokey Part 2. Bill Black and his Combo and Smokey, Part 2. Here's an interesting song back from the late 60s. Here's you, Masakila, and grazing in the Grass. Here are the string alongs and brass buttons. The song that brought the bongo drums back to the beach every summer for many years. He has Preston Epps and the bongo rock. Of the great 1959 tune, The Royal Tones and Poor Boy. things that makes a good group great, of course, are the musicians that, that make up that group. Bill Haley's Comets was one of the greatest groups of professional musicians that I've ever seen. And they flawlessly went from country western to rock and roll without missing a beat. And in that group, there was guitarist Franny Beecher for one, and for the most important one was the saxophone player, Rudy Pompili. The late Rudy Pompili was one of the greatest sax players, and he was—he is sorely missed. Uh, when he died, Bill Haley just about gave up the business. They had been friends for many, many years, and Bill Haley, of course, did give up the business right after that. Uh, he went into. I guess it was the Christian science he, that he uh, did, and he just kind of lay back and didn't record anymore and didn't sing anymore and didn't play anymore t- until he died. And I guess that's what happens when you have a really good friend that you, you count on. And this man was not only a good friend to Bill, but he was one of the great saxophone players of all time. Here is Rudy Pompili and Bill Haley in the Comets and Rudy's Rock. The late Rudy Pompili and Rudy's Rock. Well, we're coming down close to the end, and I really don't know how to close this show. So I'm going to do something... You know, it's hard, because so many of the... You know, you you like to end on on a high note, and yet sometimes that's not the best thing to do. So I'm going to play it. I guess this is the only way to do it. Richie Valens died at just 18. Not even realizing the incredible talent that was in this young man. I met him right before the crash. In fact, it was the Christmas, so it had been about two months after I met him that that this happened in 1959 when he died, February the 3rd. I began to notice... That he was more than just a good looking little guy who sang about his girlfriend Donna. He was quite, at 18 already, quite adept at the guitar. Not just the chords. You know, sometimes you, you gotta think, how long has this kid been playing? He's only 18. I want, I've played this before, I'm gonna play it again for those new, new listeners out there to show you the kind of talent that Richie Valens really had. Here is Richie and Incredible Malaguena Rock and Roll Style. <laughs> talent Richie Valens and Malaguena and speaking of incredible talents Santo and Johnny Farina probably had the most romantic instrumental of all time when they played in 1958 Sleepwalk Santo and Johnny from Brooklyn, New York and Sleepwalk. Well that about does it for old time rock and roll for this week. I do appreciate you being here. Every one of you listening in and I do hope that you'll be here again next week for all the people here at old time rock and roll this is Lee Douglas that's a wrap
0: See you later alligator <laughs> the wild